0: This is I Choose Life News and Views, sponsored by Indiana Right to Life and Right to Life of Northeast Indiana. Committed to defending innocent human life for all people of all ages. Your hosts are Kathy Humbarger, Abigail Lorenzen, and Scott Kump. Welcome to I Choose Life News and Views. I'm Kathy Humbarger. I'm Abigail Lorenzen. And I'm Scott Kump. I Choose Life News and Views is produced by BOT Radio Network in Fort Wayne in cooperation with Indiana Right to Life as well as Right to Life of Northeast Indiana. Welcome to I Choose Life News and Views. As always, we're glad to have you tuning in and especially on today's program, which is the first program of the new year. So happy new year to all of you listeners. Hope your holidays are fun and magical, uh, despite some of the limitations that we're all seeing this year with gatherings and things on our faces and that kind of thing. But you can pull them down to drink eggnog still. So the holidays aren't totally a bust, right? Zach are you an eggnog drinker?
1: I like eggnog, but if it's good, right? There's bad eggnog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Maybe people I, that know what they're doing? Um, that's good.
0: See, I like just like even Kroger eggnog. Uh, so, no. I no. think I'm not picky enough.
1: Yep, that's it. Mm, Sophisticated well. palate over here.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> not me apparently, not with eggnog. All right. So, Zach and I are doing the program today on a, an Overview of what you guys can expect to see in the next year. So, he and I spent some time taking a look at what are the important issues that we want to address? What do we think needs to be heard about that maybe isn't covered on other stations, other talk shows, in the media in general? I think we've been seeing over the years a trend in the mainstream media of not talking about things that need to be talked about. So, Looking at the different topics there and also some of the different topics that each month has to offer. So there's commemorative days, there's commemorative months. So we want to roll through a couple of these things to get you excited about what's coming and also give you a taste. You know, sometimes if you miss a program, you don't know what you missed, but want to give you an idea of what else coming down the pipeline here. So Zach, you know, new to our staff, uh, but here a year now and been doing some radio programs. Yep. And you may have noticed that he does a lot more of the (laughs) politically-sided programs, while I, yours truly, Abigail, stick with the more educational side of things, and that trend will probably continue, because those are our passion points, respectively. Yep. But we'll let Zach take a little bit of time here and tell us how the political atmosphere right now in the U.S. is probably going to affect what we're seeing in our radio program this coming year in 2021.
1: Yeah, like you said, this is the first radio show of the new year. And 2021 has got to be better than 2020 for most folks, hopefully. (laughs) But it is interesting when you take a look at... What the political landscape is in 2021, Mm -hmm. we'll have a new president, Mm -hmm. we'll have a new vice president, Mm -hmm. both of which are really scary, particularly for our issue. Yeah,
0: the pro-life movement is terrifying.
1: Yeah. So that is going to change the dynamic of politics completely. We'll turn it on its head. The state of Indiana is a totally different scenario from the federal side, largely controlled by pro-life individuals, which is a positive. In Indiana, we're trying to figure out what puzzle pieces are put together within the pro-life movement, as opposed to the federal side of things, where we're just going to be fighting the fight constantly. Mm
0: -hmm. Because when we have a pro-life federal government, then there's maybe a little more teamwork between states and federal and there's some more back and forth. Exactly. Whereas when the two are adversarial to each other, that creates a completely different climate.
1: And when you throw in the fact that our incoming vice president Kamala Harris is the most pro-abortion leader, senator, now soon to be vice president, in U.S. history, that's going to change the dynamic as well. So we've seen Democratic leaders at the federal government be pro-abortion. I'm not sure we've ever seen anyone like her be at the helm the way she will.
0: And when we say that she's the most pro-choice leader mm-hmm. ever. It's not a matter of opinion. Yeah. It's more looking at here's what she said, here's how she's voted, here's yep. what she's been promoting.
1: Yep. All the way back to when she was attorney general of California going after delighten
0: Oh yeah. The David Deliden. So
1: so her pro choice, pro abortion life has mm-hmm. yeah, has been around for a while.
0: Yep. That'll change things. Yep. So state Do we have any sort of foreshadowings that we can give people as to what might be coming at the state level, or is that still all getting organized as the session is just starting? Yeah,
1: it's just starting. And in fact, this will air right when session is beginning. And so it will be interesting to see which pro-life bills make it through committee and get a vote and which ones don't. But Right to Life of Indiana and Right to Life of Northeast Indiana both have aggressive agendas for moving pro-life bills down the pipeline yep. Uh, with a Republican governor and a Republican supermajority in the Senate and the House of Indiana. I think we have a really good shot of moving some great legislation through. You never know what could happen. Session is funny uh, sometimes.
0: Funny is an interesting word for it.
1: Yeah. And also think During COVID time, session's going to be completely different than normal. That's true. We won't be able to be down there in the state house on a very regular basis like we would. We won't be able to see these legislators near as much. So we're going to have to rely on technology, and we all know how fun technology can be.
0: So there's federal, there's a little bit about state. What about Supreme Court stuff?
1: Yeah, so Supreme Court... Are we going to be
0: hearing about those things? Yeah,
1: Supreme Court is really, really interesting because... If you think about the fact that President Trump was able to get three Supreme Court justices put on, then you look at some of the other Supreme Court justices and where they are as far as when they might retire. Some may be more interested in retiring early because of Biden. Some may try to hold off and hope that a Republican wins four years from now. Think of like a Justice Clarence Thomas. We really need his vote. This will be the closest we've ever been to overturning Roe v. Wade. And I don't think anyone can deny that. But are we there yet? Do we feel confident that all of these new justices will be on our side of this issue and on the side of the right and on the side of science? Right. Or are they going to follow more of that legalized precedent that's been set, overturning a decision that's been in the system this long is really tough. Yeah. And a lot of lawyers, a lot of justices are really hesitant on doing that. They don't
0: like to overturn the gravy boat. Right. And so as those things start to be more relevant, we'll be handling those in our interviews. Absolutely. Um, Definitely if anything comes down the pipe. but. I mean, what you were hitting on there is one of the reasons why we haven't purposefully haven't sent things up to challenge Roe yet. Because if we don't have the makeup, the justices who are there could use our pro-life laws to actually strengthen Roe and expand abortion, Exactly, not the opposite. So there is a lot of strategy that runs into that. And I'm hoping that we'll have time in our interviews this year to deal with some of that strategy specifically, because it's fascinating, even for us non-politicos. Yeah. It's interesting to have an insight.
1: And if you think about the fact that they have determined that it's in the constitution for this right, Mm. which is ridiculous. But if the liberal side of the justices are able to articulate a different area within the constitution that they say solidifies the right to abortion mm-hmm. when you have two areas
0: yeah i mean
1: that's a foundation that's going to be nearly impossible to break right so w- we could be in big trouble if we don't do this the right way and be smart about
0: it Ugh. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Good. You, Zach, will be dealing with those interviews, not me. That's right. (laughs) And And I think we could probably promise our listeners coming in January, we are hoping to do an interview that takes a really good look at not only Roe versus Wade, but also Doe versus Bolton with an attorney friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A deputy prosecutor from Wells County is going to share some of his insight in that why Roe versus Wade is wrong. Like you said, Doe. Um, he's probably going to touch on a couple of different areas and kind of explain that in layman's terms, because we all use the phrase Roe v. Wade all the time. Right. Well, what does that really dive into? You know, a program that looks at all of those areas is going to be good.
0: Yeah. So that's coming later in January, as we have the anniversary of Roe v. Wade on January 22nd. All right. So... We got sort of the political side of things here percolating and moving. Zach, is there anything else you want to say in that realm before we shift over into some other things? I
1: think the only other thing I will touch on very, very briefly is we talk about the federal stuff. We talk about the state stuff. And of course, our program is all across the state of Indiana and even into Ohio. But the importance of the local side of things Mm, as Right to Life moves forward will be doing surveys and expansion on some of our involvement in the local level stuff because these folks typically move up the chain. And it's really important that we have pro-life people all across the board. Yeah, The reason we were able to shut down Ulrich Klopfer is because of a pro-life county commissioner.
0: Right. So, not a vice president. Not a
1: vice president, not a president, not a governor. A county commissioner. So we have to be vigilant even at the local level.
0: Yep. So I mentioned January being a big month for the pro life movement because it is the anniversary of Roe versus Wade. And because of that, it's taken on sort of the sanctity of life month. It's also when the Indiana state legislator goes back to session. So we'll have some legislative updates coming to you inside of that. And then February is, I almost don't want to say fun. It's one that we don't get to deal with a whole lot in the pro-life movement because um, it's considered a little bit tangential, but it's Dating Teen Violence Awareness and Prevention Month, um, which I think is a really interesting topic to handle. So there's some of these topics buried in through the year that are more tangential, that we don't get to deal with a whole lot, but that we're hoping to hit this year because we didn't last year Uh or the year before or whenever. And so you'll be hearing some of those wider scale topics as well.
1: And we even talked about this today. And we talk about it, of course, at the office all the time. When people think of the pro-life movement, they think of anti-abortion, which, of course, is a huge part to this. Right. If abortion is not made illegal. And unthinkable. And unthinkable. And our hearts don't change and the culture doesn't change. All of these other issues tend to be a little, not minute, but tend to be tangential, like you said. Yeah. Abortion is atrocious and we have to overturn Roe v. Wade to move that forward. But all these other issues we can work on at the same time. And the pro-life movement is active in these areas. And I think that the pro-life movement probably doesn't get enough credit for, oh, for sure not all the work that they do. And I'm I'm really excited about a lot of these programs, and I know a lot will be done by you because they're a little bit more educational side of things, but I'm excited to listen to them. I hope everyone else (laughs) will be, too.
0: Good. I have one listener excited for my interviews.
1: (laughs) And the uh, person you interview, they'll be excited, too. And the person
0: I interview is generally excited to Mm -hmm. listen to their own interview.
1: (laughs) That's it. Yep.
0: Thanks, Zach, for that (laughs) little confidence
1: boost. That's right. (laughs) Double listenership.
0: So besides things that are happening every month, and you guys know we highlight our events that are happening in the coming months too. We also have two sort of series of interviews that are being strung throughout the year. And I know Zach, you were really excited about this. So I'll let you go flagship on this one and tell people what that's going to look like.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I was looking forward to with the radio program in 2021 is being a little bit more direct on this is what we're going to cover, and this is why. And all of those other issues that don't get talked enough in the pro-life movement, in our radio program, it's important to touch on all these different topics like you've mentioned. So we looked at some of the broad life issues, what are things that are in the life issue, and it's funny when you think about it, the two topics that we pick to do a program <laughs> are on both ends of the spectrum. On
0: opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: So uh, we're going to talk about embryo-related issues and then end-of-life issues. So I'm excited about it. I guess excited maybe a little strange of a word, but I'm excited to share that and bring in folks that are experts in mm-hmm. those areas and take a look at things like embryo-related issues from all angles. And it's not just a, where do we stand on this issue? It's, where do we stand on this issue and all the other things that that can encompass?
0: And we have four interviews set aside for each one of these topics. So we do get to go a little more in-depth with And usually in the past, we've sort of touched on one thing here and we've touched on something there. But to continue and not to beat you guys to death with a topic (laughs) by playing it, you know, a couple of weeks in a row, but to have them spread out throughout the year so that when they come up, you go, oh, yeah, we were talking about this in here. Let's keep going now. And I think for some people, the word embryo is even foreign. So to normalize some of these terms that are used really commonly in the scientific community, but have been bulldozed largely by the pro-abortion community, I think will be really helpful as well. And I think
1: that everyone being able to talk about it, I mean, our listeners, I'm sure a vast majority would be pro-life, but how to articulate what you believe and why you believe it, not just on the abortion issue, but all these other things, it's a whole different world when you're able to articulate why embryo adoption is X.
0: Yeah. And then end of life... I mean, who, who of us isn't touched by mm-hmm. an end-of-life issue? And actually, it in some ways touches what we were talking about just a minute ago with the embryos. Yeah. For In a lot of embryo-related situations, it is an end-of-life issue. Yeah. Is this embryo going to be adopted, or are they going to be donated to be researched on, which destroys their life? Is it an in vitro fertilization procedure? And now we have too many embryos that have implanted successfully, and the couple is selectively aborting a couple of them. That's also an end-of-life issue. But I know from my own experience in my life, and this is part of the reason why I was interested in doing this, Zach, and I'm sure you've run into this too, is that our families come into these situations Mm -hmm. and there's questions. Is it ethical to take out a breathing tube? Is it ethical to take out a feeding tube? Is it ethical to take out both? Should we be requiring our elderly patients who are in hospice to constantly be doing COVID tests? Mm -hmm. Or is that lowering their quality of life? How much does quality of life matter? Right. So there's all of these different little nuanced pieces that I think that we can explore a little more in depth and help clarify for people and make people a little more comfortable while also connecting you guys with resources Mm -hmm. where if our radio interview in a half an hour doesn't cover everything in depth and specifically to your needs, which I'm sure we won't be able to do except by the grace of God, maybe an inspired program to give you resources that you can go then chase those down relatively easily and really see in your own scenario, what, is the best, what is the most ethical, God-pleasing choice, maybe for yourself, but most likely for a loved one.
1: And both of those issues have some political bent to them. Mm -hmm. And especially on the end-of-life care, that is a topic when you look at health care for the left, for the Democrats, typically it's that Medicare for all, that option when you think, oh, everyone should get health care but then when you go down the pipeline of what that really means for what they believe is the best form of health care for the United States, that will lead to rationing mm-hmm. of health care. Yeah. And who do you think the first groups are to not receive health care? Embryos slash babies and people that are older because they believe they don't contribute as much to society.
0: Right. And we've already heard this out of some of Biden's advisors.
1: Absolutely. Who have been
0: saying elderly people shouldn't get the vaccine because they're near the end of their life anyways. Yep. Um, yeah. Elderly people are exactly who should get the vaccine yeah. because they're high risk.
1: Yeah. Oops.
0: <laughs> so it is a very different mindset, the utilitarian mindset mm-hmm. from the mindset that says every person is valuable, created in the image of God, and contributes to the <laughs> the <laughs> contributes to the universe. Yeah. You know, it's not right. about like, oh, well, they're no longer working. They're just drawing disability, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't matter. Nope. So, um, definitely a different look than what our culture has been giving these days. And in some ways, I think our radio program is all about flipping our culture's rhetoric on its head and exposing it for what it is, because even our language has started to become twisted. The fact that we talk at all about quality of life, what does that mean? Yep. How do you even determine someone's quality of life? But it gets used all the time as criteria as to how we're going to treat people, little people and older people, too. Yep. What else do we have in here, Zach, that you're interested in sharing about?
1: I do like that we have a good mix of some of the topics regarding men, Father's Day, Mm -hmm. fatherlessness, father's everything. (laughs) Father, Uh, father, father. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting because, again, that's another area that Typically, the pro-life movement doesn't get enough credit for, we need to help the babies, we need to help the mothers, we need to help the fathers too. The fathers in an abortion situation, they lose their child as well. And so between that and fatherlessness, those are two big areas that we don't talk about enough.
0: And the two are tied intrinsically together. Sure. And- the two cause each other. It almost sounds like a totalism, but it's a total death trap. And so you have, just to give you the short breakdown, and then you can come back to the radio interviews and listen (laughs) to them for the full thing. So you have a dad who's either promoting the abortion or saying, yes, girlfriend, go do whatever you think is right. And so abdicating his role as father. Mm -hmm. Then is wounded by the abortion just like the woman is in the way that he has lost a child. And eventually Mm -hmm. that's going to hit him. Maybe not right away. Maybe he buries it. But eventually it's going to resurface. And we know from our post-abortive friends who have sort of let us delve into their lives very publicly on this radio program even, that that changes your life. It changes how you parent. It changes your relationships. There's anger that comes seething out and is uncontrollable in a lot of ways. There's alcoholism. I mean, it's just a downward spiral into this black abyss. Well, that affects you as a person. Now, the rest of the relationships that this young man has are now affected and tainted by that abortion and the lack of healing there. And so when he has more children, do you think he's going to stick around? It's possible. And then he's maybe an overproductive dad and gets angry very easily. Mm -hmm. Or he, again, abdicates, either because he thinks he's not worthy of having a kid because he already aborted his first Mm -hmm. child and maybe subsequent children as well. Or he thinks he can't do it, and this is his only option. And so this fatherlessness then continues. So we have an entire culture of wounded men walking around and they're silently wounded because men, how many of you actually ask for help (laughs) ever? And then especially when it deals with emotions, (laughs) not a whole lot of you. There's a couple of you guys out there and I like you a lot, but mostly not. So we have a lot of wounded men and they don't get talked about either. So if you're hiding in the woodwork, please stop because we have lots of wonderful healing programs um, that you can be a part of. And that work wonders. And there's always, always forgiveness at the foot of the cross. So access that, please. If you're hearing this and thinking, oh, that's me, please access that. But we are going to try to talk about it more so that more people do access it. So that it's embedded more in our thinking. So we're not just saying moms and babies, moms and babies, moms and babies, but moms, babies, and dads. What's this look like for our culture? Yep.
1: One other area that I'm excited about is later this year, uh, we're going to touch on pastors. Mm. Pastors within the pro-life movement, I have a feeling that's going to be a really interesting radio program. One, because I'm passionate about it. And even though I'm pretty sure I'll be doing it, but two, because I think that pastors in this area have got to step up. I mean, mm-hmm. we all need to step up, don't get me wrong. Constantly. Yep. Constantly. But Zach, pastors you need to step up. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. You know what? We all do. It's true. It's a this issue, we all have to link arms. But pastors from the pulpit have an opportunity to shepherd their flock in this area. They have a huge voice. In many people's lives, and they should, they need to speak about life more often and be more direct.
0: And that's not saying, because I think a major objection when it comes to having pastors preach from the pulpit about abortion issues and life issues in general, is that they're worried about further hurting Mm -hmm. people who have tragic pasts. But if you withhold that, you're also withholding the gospel that says those Mm -hmm. things are forgiven. Yep. And so we can't avoid the topic. We do need to address it gracefully.
1: Oh, for sure. And
0: with forgiveness at the forefront. Yep. But we can't avoid it because when we avoid it, we let people suffer in silence.
1: Yeah, let people suffer. And then we don't activate the church.
0: Right, that too.
1: To move forward on this issue. And then more
0: babies are lost and more elderly people are mistreated. And it just yep goes on and on. Sure does. So each month we'll be doing some different topics here. If there's topics that uh, you're interested in hearing about, you're also welcome to call our office or email. Ichooselife.org is our website. All of our contact information is up on there. I'm always curious to hear what you guys want to hear about because I try to always find, and I think Zach, you probably do this too, try to find the things that aren't being talked about or that don't get talked about enough and then cover those things. So if you want to let us know what you're interested in, that's great. Or if you're like, hey, October is also, for instance, Positive Attitude Month. I want to hear about that. I want to hear about Positive Attitude Month, too, listener. Let's do an interview about it. And, of course, how it relates to the pro-life movement because we just can't be all happy, skippy, jumpy. But that kind of thing I'm always interested in hearing about. So please let us know what things you want to hear.
1: We have a few move-around radio interview plans. So we've got some room So people that want to hear a certain topic, like you said, call in, let us know. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll build it into the program. But I am really excited about what we have laid out. And after the fact, in case they do miss one of our programs, they can also go to our website where all of those in past years are listed. But throughout this year, if you happen to miss us on the day you normally listen, you can go to our website and listen to it from there too.
0: Yep. Ichooselife.org. Super easy. We're also working on getting transcripts done for each of our programs. So if listening is something that's tricky or if you're interested in pulling quotes, the vast majority of people we have on for interviews are experts in their field. Exactly. And so if you've got a student who's writing a paper on something, it's a great, I mean, it's that is a primary source. That mm-hmm. is a fantastic source for a paper or a presentation of any kind. And those transcripts can help with pulling quotes and that kind of thing as well. So- Look for our transcripts. If you're interested in helping us make those transcripts, Mm because those take some time and effort, um, let us know, those of you who are super fast typers. We need you to help us with transcripts. So thanks so much, listeners, and we will catch you throughout the year.
1: Thanks, everyone. If you or someone you know is in a crisis pregnancy, help is just a phone call away. Call 877 791
0: If you or someone you know is dealing with grief and pain after an abortion decision, whether you had an abortion, convinced someone else to have an abortion, or even participated in a procedure, call 877-791-5475. You'll be referred to a pregnancy resource center in your area, a place where free and confidential services are available. That's 877-791-5475. 877-791-5475 You've been listening to I Choose Life News and Views If you have questions about this program or if you'd like to support the fight for life please call 260-471-1849 or go to IChooseLife.org because without the right to life no other rights matter